Free and Jason Dante. We got a few things on our mind, a few things that we want to say. We ain't here to start the drama, but we will talk about everything except for your mama. So sit back and relax and enjoy to the max while we talk about real life with a few laughs. I know you feel the heat. And yeah, you feel the beat So go ahead and plug into this TMLP Yeah, we're good for you Get your nutrition Yeah, you're listening to Man, listen Yeah, we're good for you Get your nutrition Yeah, you're listening to To Man, listen What's going on, world and good people? Thank you once again for listening to another episode of The Man, Man listen. listen Podcast Once again, it's your boy Jason Dante and I'm John Winfrey. And we're so excited that you all have been hanging with us uh, now for the fourth episode. That's we right. really appreciate all the feedback, um, all the support and everything. Um, one big way that you all can help us, make sure that you're rating the podcast. Make sure that you're spreading it word of mouth through social media. Um, that just helps the podcast, helps mm-hmm. us get out there a little bit more. And subscribe. Um, Please, please do, because, you know, we want to get this out to as many as we can, mm-hmm. and we can't do it without your help. Um, yeah. But for our faithful listeners already, uh, we thank you so, so much. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we're going to have something soon where we can all interact uh, more closely together. So mm-hmm. any questions that we bring up, um, any comments that we ask of you all, mm-hmm. we'll have a nice landing spot to where it can all happen yeah. right there. So just be on the lookout for that, because yeah. um, it's going to be great. Yeah. So. With this uh, week, um, when this podcast um, uploads, mm-hmm. it, it will still be February, uh, but this is the last week in February. So it's only right and fitting that we end this month by talking about black history. Absolutely. This is Black History Month. Uh, and so we want to make sure that we give ode to that. Mm-hmm. Talk about black history. Um, you'll hear from us as far as. Our pros and cons of how we personally feel about being black in America. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're going to hit on um, the whole Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. um, and patriotism and a lot of a lot of stuff that we're going to hit yeah. within there. Um, but of course, we can't just talk about what was and what's going on. We have to talk about where we're going. So yeah. we're going to talk about how do we go from here and issues with systematic oppression and injustice. How do we push through that? Mm-hmm. Um, so as we get into it, just to make sure that we're all clear as far as Black History Month, mm-hmm. this it started as Negro Week. I'm sorry. I didn't say that right. Negro History Week mm-hmm. um, in 1926. Okay. Then it became a whole month in 1976. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did say 1926 first, right? Yeah, yeah, you good. Yeah, 1926, 1976, it became a month celebration. Right. And the reason that it's in February is because February coincides with the birthdays of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. So just so we're clear mm-hmm. how we got to Black History Month. So with that, John, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what does Black History mean to you? So to me, it means... A lot, actually, because it re- it helps me remember and kind of remind myself of how far my race that I represent has come. Mm-hmm. So it helps me remember the people that blazed the path so I could enjoy the life that I'm enjoying now. Yeah. And in addition to that, one of the things that I think about, you know, we we have this thing now. It's like the black excellence thing. Right. And I think sure. to myself, like, man, that started way back, like, years ago, like, generations ago with people who were pushing not just the black culture 
or culture in the black community, I should say, but also culture in America, because we have all these figures that a lot of people don't even know about that invented stuff that were, you know, the first to do certain things. So for me, it's like this month, it's all about remembering, you know, our ancestors, people who paved the way for us and allowing that to encourage me and push me forward and say, well, if they were able to do that with all the obstacles and circumstances they had to deal with, then surely I have to make, you know, good on what they started, what they did. And I Mm -hmm. have to make some of my life and, you know, push our culture, push our race even further than Mm -hmm. where it is. So it's, it's, I, I love black history month because you know, it's like every year I get to learn something new because I think where everyone is more focused on it because it's an actual theme. Yeah. So it's a time of really learning about your history, <laughs> learning about your roots and really thinking about, OK, what am I going to do in my life? Like, how mm-hmm. am I going to, you know, help move us forward? So for sure. that's what it means to me, you know, definitely. And one th- one cool thing, at least like for this month that I've been seeing, I've been seeing like a lot of schools that have been doing like really dope um either wall or Mm -hmm. like door decals uh, okay more specifically with like black women and like natural hair and everything okay for this black history month i've been i love seeing that yeah that's Um, really good and everything because it just seems like this kind of the movement that's been happening Mm -hmm. you know to love on our black um women and you know to encourage them hey you know to love the God given hair that God gave you. I yeah. mean, you still want to rock a weave. I mean, it's all it's up to you. But <laughs> um, whatever God gave you, you just rock it and you just love it. And so I, I love I love seeing that. Mm-hmm. I would say in general, for me, um, Black History Month is a, always a time to stop and remember mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I can get so inundated with what's going on in my life and everything right, to right. stop and remember, hey, you're not here by happenstance. You're not here because of anything you've done is because mm-hmm. of you know of course the big ones that everybody loves to mention the mm-hmm. mlk and uh, malcolm x rosa right. uh harriet tubman mm-hmm. you know the whole nine mm-hmm. <clears throat> we love we love to mention them and talk about them and rightly we should right absolutely but you know even you know from our parents and the ones that live through exactly. that and everything exactly. and set the path to say hey this is black excellence mm-hmm. or this is how you conduct yourself. Mm-hmm. This is how you move things forward. Mm-hmm. It helps to stop and remember and pray um, homage to them mm-hmm. to say, Hey, thank you for enduring mm-hmm. so that I don't have to. Right. Um, because it's just, you know, just a quick yeah. thing, not interject, but I would encourage everyone like in our generation, like if you're in your twenties and younger or even in your thirties, whatever, mm-hmm. like take time to talk to your parents about mm-hmm. the things that they saw and they witnessed because you'll it's be real. amazed. Like, You know, I think a lot of the when we talk about the struggle of like slavery, discrimination, all that stuff, like a lot of it is kind of focused in the southern aspect of the states. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I the conversations I've had with my mom, like about the things she went through in Cleveland, Ohio, in the north, you know what I'm saying? It's like real life stuff. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. whoa, they did what they were. You couldn't do what? Like, Mm -hmm. And it's just it's just eye opening. So I would encourage like if you haven't take time to talk to, you know, if you're blessed, you still have your parents or people that are older than you from, you know, um, older generations, like take time to ask them, you know, what was it like? And, and you will be amazed at the information you'll come up on. Like they'll tell you some stuff like mm-hmm. how you really amazed. So, yeah. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. I know my mom's talking to me about, you know, some things that happened with her growing up mm-hmm. and in school and everything. And then my mom had an additional layer because uh, my Nana, you know, was an immigrant. So it's wow. like, so, you know, that added piece to it. Oh, that's real. You know, so not only having to deal with the white folk, but oh, even yeah. having to deal with the black folk mm-hmm, too. And mm-hmm. it, it was just, it was a lot. Yeah. So you're absolutely right to that point. Yeah. Um, but it just helps me to, this month helps me to just stop and remember them mm-hmm. and be so thankful for them. And kind of like you said, mm-hmm. uh, if they're able to do that while all being oppressed, now that I'm free and mm-hmm. never had to worry about no fire hose, no picking cotton mm-hmm. and nothing, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. What can I do when I'm able to do even that we're able to have this podcast? Absolutely. As I stop and think about it, it's crazy that, you know, all peoples of race, colors, creeds can listen to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll listen to this, God willing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can have our voice heard. Right. Whereas somebody's not trying to, to mute me or right. how Martin Luther King was named. We all like to throw out, oh, Martin Luther King, we love him, love what he stands yeah. for. But he was listed as one of the most dangerous Negroes by the FBI right. when he was alive. Right. So it, it's, it's different crazy, things like man. that, you know. crazy. Yeah. It's, you know, just crazy wow. stuff like yeah. that. So this, this month is very significant and you can't have... United States history without black history. Absolutely. Because we're very much um, threaded in the very fabric. Yeah. I think I put that uh, in. <laughs> I <laughs> really ahead. did. I, I was hey, like, man, yourself. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, okay. Ooh, bless myself. Poetic. <laughs> feels so good. Bless myself. <laughs> Jump back <laughs> and kiss myself. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, you know, we're very much threading the fabric of building this country. And right. so it's, it's necessary. It's, mm-hmm. it's not just a thing that it's like, oh, we're just going to do it to make all the black folk feel good. Right. No, it's necessary for all of us to know Absolutely. the history of our country. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So on that note, let's talk about <laughs> being black in America mm-hmm. and that whole experience. Cause I know, I think, uh, there are a lot of stereotypes out there. Yeah. of what black culture is. I think it's mm-hmm. heavily portrayed through media, certain mm-hmm. things you'll see, certain jokes and cracks that are made. But kind of speak on your background, Jay, at being a black man growing up in America. Talk about some of the pros that you've kind of witnessed where you like, man, like I'm, I feel, it feel good to be a black man. And then mm-hmm. talk about some of the cons as well from your experiences, like where you kind of like, the reality of maybe being a minority, quote unquote, or mm-hmm. maybe some injustice or maybe some situations where it just kind of ticked you off a little bit, like maybe mm-hmm. certain things that have been said, like kind of speak to that from your your viewpoint on being a black man in America and, you know, pros and cons. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I love being a black man, um, black man in America. Mm-hmm. Um, just with black culture, man, it's very inviting is very intoxicating is very mm-hmm. um it is very awesome mm-hmm. uh it just really is because you know when you you know you see stuff on social media joking like i know there's like this one video of uh, this a white dude said that one of his friends invited him to a black barbecue and mm-hmm. everything that happened with it um knowing that it's not too far off from what he explained um, and saying like, man, that was the most fun I ever had at a barbecue and that was best. I'm going back every week and everything. So, you know, it's, it's kind of it's things like that yeah. um, and to, you know, just 
how we all seem to be, you know, seem to have grown up with the exact same black mama. Like mm. the whole saying of I ain't one of your little friends. Mm-hmm. That's a black mama staple. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, let's go to McDonald's. You got any McDonald's money? <laughs> right. Like, the very fact that there is a game called Black Card Revoke now yeah. um, just speaks to how just how inviting black culture is Mm -hmm. um and being black in america is Mm -hmm. um and so i love that Mm -hmm. conversely um now we get the issue of cultural appropriation okay um to where you know where we say hey i got corn rolls Mm -hmm. no then uh you know, a lot of our caucasian brothers and sisters like oh i got these boxer braids it's Mm -hmm. cool it's hip now and it's like well We've been doing this, mm-hmm. and now you're just trying to make it a trend mm. and trying to make money off of this where this mm. is something that's already always it's been. been there, I, yeah. I don't know what you're getting at. Mm. Um, and then all you know, all these rappers and got all these trap beats and everything yeah. lately, and it's just you know, people just want to be down, and people are like, oh, dab, and right. what up, my brother, and oh, all that yeah. kind of stuff, especially like in high school, you know, used to hear that from time to time, and it's it was just aggravating. Even, you know, mm. some some uh, people I went to school with, uh, if, you know, one white girl was talking to another um, and she had a little bit more of a booty, like, oh, you're getting a ghetto booty. Wow. It, okay. You, you know, just... Get really, your... Really? <laughs> re- that out of all the things you couldn't just say it's getting big, it's getting plump, brown. Right, right. You had to go ghetto. Right. And it, 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 is just, it just felt mm-hmm, wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I've heard those... Those little comments, you know, I thank God that nobody's ever called me an N-word to my face or anything like that. Right. But I've heard these little comments mm-hmm. and everything and mm-hmm. like, oh, you're acting so ghetto now. And and mm. it's like, it just feels so wrong because I know you don't know. Right. Um, and yes, I grew up in the suburbs and everything, but, you know, some family members were more in that situation-ish. Right. So I have a little bit better of an idea. I know I know better than you. Right. Um, exactly. For sure. Mm-hmm. So it's like when those things kind of happen, it's just cringy. It's mm-hmm. like, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you do this? And those are things that just always rub me the mm-hmm. wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely the the con to it. But all in all, being black is dope. I like it. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, man? So to speak on some of the pros, I think... You kind of already touched on it. I, for me, it's like the the creativity, yeah. That's that's brought about not just through the struggles that we go through as a race or mm-hmm. things that we have to deal with in society, but also just when you when you look at the way that communities are structured. So there's so much like unity. It's it's so much unity that's brought about through the struggles we go with that it's it creates certain things. So when you talk about like being down or you know the ghetto or the hood concept or things Mm -hmm. like that's all kind of based upon certain experiences and based upon certain things that that are taking place within the black community so there's things that uh create unity amongst black people so absolutely i would say that um the creativity aspect of it and then it's like to see how I got to say it, man, like it the black race, man, we push culture in America. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. And and I'm not knocking any race. Like, right. I'm not, I'm not, I don't discriminate. I'm not one of those people. Like, I 
appreciate and love different people from different races. I have friends that are other races, like really mm. good friends. So my wife um, is a Latina. There you go. So it's so, not like that. But what I'm saying right. is when you look at history and you look at some of the unprecedented like things that have taken place, it's it feels good to be a part of a culture that you know or a race rather that has pushed culture in America yeah. and that is like on the forefront of, you know, creating change and creating evolution where it's like, mm-hmm. no, we need to address this, whether it's political issues, whether yeah. it's in the music industry, whether it is in the the law, you know, the field of law or in the field of science, like, you know, human figures, like that movie was eye open, hidden figures. Mm. I said human figures? Yep. Oh, my gosh. No, God. Just want to make sure you're good, bro. Hidden figures. Thank you so much. So, like, the movie Hidden Figures, that was eye-opening for me. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, wow, this is really game-changing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I think those are some of the pros. Like, that rubs off on you when you grow up in that type of environment. And some of the cons, Mm -hmm. I would say, to your point, I think it's, the stereotypes that are not understood. So there are certain perceptions that people who are not black make about you Mm -hmm. and they assume certain things. Yeah. Like one of the things, if you want to make me upset and you want to like work for real, (laughs) tell me, Oh, you speak so well. Mm -hmm. We working like easy on site. Like (laughs) it's over. (laughs) You know, because mm-hmm. it's like that's coming from a place of ignorance and assumption. Yeah. That you've made about probably a community you've never spent time in, you've yep. never taken the time to get to know about or learn, and you're mm-hmm. basing it off of one or two interactions probably with some Absolutely. black people. When mm-hmm. it's like in reality, there are plenty of people in the world that are different races that don't speak well, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, why attribute that to a race? Why make a generalization, you know? For sure, because I I can't remember the last time, you know, I've heard, you know, somebody like tell somebody white, oh, you you know, you speak so well. Like, you know, and it's one thing to say, like, you know, if somebody's public speaking, it's like, Mm -hmm. I I love how you public speak. Mm -hmm. But, you know, actually articulating yourself and enunciating your words. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably the biggest one. And I would say outside of that, I think the the stereotypes that have been created. And I think I will also say that's the the media, the influence of media plays a big part in it because it portrays the black community to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that is not like the whole picture that's not the Mm -hmm. whole thing so people sometimes base it off of what they see in movies and tv you know media music as well Mm -hmm. and they think that it's a certain way but it's like no that's not the that's not the whole story right so to me because of the effect that that's had i feel like it's caused you know as a black person in america now you have to kind of when you're interacting with other cultures and races you're almost kind of walking on eggshells because it's like if I say certain thing or if I do certain thing, I don't know how I'm being I don't know how they're interpreting it. I don't yeah. know how they're looking at me. Like even when you walk through the door now, you know what I'm saying? Like you you're probably more likely to be profiled or there's an assumption going on like in their in other people's minds in the room of like how you are. So mm. for me that's one of the big things is like when you speak of like some of the cons. But 
what I do appreciate is I feel like regardless of the circumstances, when I look at history, it's like we have such an endurance yeah. and such a resiliency to our nature as a people where it's like you can. All right. You can try to instill fear in us. You can try to beat us. You can try to do this, hold, you know, keep us down, <laughs> whatever. But we're going to find a way to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the biggest things I would take away, like, you know, being black in American today society and seeing you know, how far we come and how we continue to progress. So with that being said, um, there was a statistic that you found, Jay, that yeah. I would like you to read that's kind of going to segue into what we want to talk about next, which is the Black Lives Matter movement. This mm -hmm. is something that I feel like um, it's funny to me because it's like for a minute after the, uh, after the whole Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman uh, case, it was like this big boom, right? But then we had the, uh, it almost seemed like it was kind of like suppressed. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like the immediate attention, everything, it was like, oh, okay, y'all had y'all commercial break, you know? So kind of pull up that stat. What, uh, what did it say? Yeah, so with this stat, it, it was a, a study done by uh, the gentleman name of uh, Frank Edwards um, at Rutgers University. Um, and they took data from 2013 to 2018, um, just measuring po police brutality um, and basically your chances of getting killed by police force um, mm. between 2013 and 2018. Mm. And what that study found with that data, and this was published August of 2019, so this isn't it's fresh. far out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty fresh. What that study found that black boys or black men um, are likely to be killed one in a thousand time, like one one in a thousand in their lifespan. So meaning out of a thousand black boys, black men, at least one of them in their lifetime is going to be killed by the police. In comparison, uh, for white boys and white males, that's 39 of every 100,000. What? Mm, so way more likely that a black man is going to die by the hand of police or police force than, you know, uh, a white boy or a white male. And for our sisters, not much better, even though women are to that studies show that women are 20 times less likely to be killed by the police, mm -hmm. but we're still more likely, um, still black women are still more likely out of any other race group to be killed by police gotcha. anywhere as it was somewhere between 2.4 and 5.4 women per a hundred thousand. Gotcha. Um, and everybody else was way lower than that. Got you. So I want so. you to kind of speak on this and kind of open it up because mm -hmm. we were talking about this. Like we had the whole, as, as I mentioned just a, a couple minutes ago, like the whole boom, uh, the George Zimmerman case. Yeah. You know, we know how that ends. Yeah. And then like, there's an uproar. We organized the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And it seems as if like, OK, you know, you have hope that we're going to be heard and maybe there's going to be some type of reform, you know, like in the judicial system or with the criminal justice system in general. Right. And then it's like it felt almost as if it kind of plateaued, not because the Black Lives Matter individuals are part of that, that were pushing it. It wasn't that they weren't doing their job. It's right. just that like there was pushback against the movement, like with mm -hmm. the all lives matter and yep. 
blue lives matter. It's like blue. What? What are we talking about? <laughs> so, kind of speak on that, like Jay. Why you think? Why you think there was a pushback? Like it. For me, it really boils down to either one or two things. Both aren't great, but mm-hmm. it's either willful racism or willful ignorance. Um, Got you. Because cause either, either, you know, when you hear Black Lives Matter, you know, that must turn you. I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. But, you know, for it to come up like immediately, like, well, all lives matter. We're not saying that they don't. Right. Blue lives matter. We're not saying that police matter. Police lives do. We're not saying that their lives don't matter. Right. We're um I remember somebody um uh, back when like Black Lives Matter first came on the scene mm-hmm. um described it in this way where it's like if you got a neighborhood of houses and you see a house on fire, you know, you're not going to, you know, say at the moment well like, well all houses matter. Well, Yes, they do, but this is the house that's on fire right now. Exactly. We need to take care of this house that's on fire right now. And so that's what Black Lives Matter is exactly. representing. Exactly. Like, hey, this issue is on fire right now. We exactly. have to do something to put out this fire. Exactly. We're not saying that any other like other lives don't matter. We're not saying that police lives don't matter. They absolutely do. Something pops off now. First people I'm calling are the police. Mm-hmm. Like that, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But. I feel like in in your response and like the, the general your mm-hmm. uh, response and bringing up all lives, blue lives matter. You're telling me that black lives don't matter mm. because like what? Why? Why do you not want to focus on this right now? Right. So either you want to be willfully ignorant to the fact that, hey, there's a, a real social inequality happening right. um, that we're seeing right now and that we need to continue to address because racism didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something that we need to continue to address in our country mm-hmm. or you or or you're telling me that black lives don't matter. All lives matter. And so this is my kind of undercut way to not get you to focus on the black lives or anything like that. This is just a blanket way to say, Hey, keep things the way they are. Right. Um, so either both aren't great, Mm -hmm. um, because you can't deal with a problem that you don't acknowledge. Well, I think that's what like, um, well, even like, uh, as far as like the road to like recovery from a, like an addiction oh, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, like the yeah. first, first one thing, is yeah. to admit you have a problem yeah, exactly america we have to admit that we have a problem mm-hmm. with race in this country mm-hmm. um and the bigger admission has to come from the majority race mm-hmm. which are our caucasian brothers and sisters mm-hmm. like you like there's just more of you and right. so if the majority speaks out then we're good to go and we can solve this issue because we've we've seen it with other issues that have come up, mm-hmm. how quick the response has been. Like, um, like back when we lived in uh, Ohio, the whole thing of like, man, this heroin epidemic right now. Like, we right. have to help all these people overdosing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there was a response quickly. Right. But now we get to Black Lives Matter, and I'm not saying that there has hasn't been steps forward. There has been, mm-hmm. but it just didn't seem like the the quick response was, well, all lives matter. Right. Blue lives matter. Right. And it's like, really? Mm-hmm. That that's what we're doing? So mm-hmm. 
that that's kind of how I feel about it. Like why there was so much pushback. Got you. How how do you feel about it? I agree with you mm-hmm. completely. Like it to hear when I got word of like this all lives matter campaign, even before the whole, I'm gonna just say it, the ignorant blue lives thing. Like it was yeah. just getting out of hand. Like when the all lives matter thing came out, it was like to me, it was a direct shot of insensitive ignorance. Yeah. yeah. Like because you're 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 almost you're wiping away. You're you're literally like shoving out of the way Black Lives Matter and you're trying to gather it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna group it with everything else and say, mm-hmm. well, oh well, everybody matters. It's like, yeah, we know everybody matters, but like you said, this house, it's not even on fire, it's getting shot up. Yeah. Literally. You know what I'm saying? Like we we getting people killed. And there's like the fact that you have like for my this is my thing. The fact that there's controversy with like uh when you talk about the police brutality, right? Mm-hmm. And there's so much controversy of whether it was lawful or not, mm-hmm. that to you should tell you something. That like this is a real issue that we need to like dig into and investigate further. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at these cases, like half of them don't, they really aren't being investigated in right. <laughs> to begin with. And it's like, it's same thing. All lives matter. Well, you know, there was th- the situation happened. And next thing you know, oh, this person is, this black person is dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not in the hospital. Right. <laughs> Not in the ICU. They're dead. They're gone. So to me, it's like for you to say all lives matter. It is an indirect of saying an indirect way of saying, oh, you know what? That's not black lives matter is not that important. Mm -hmm. Like what the issue you're trying to raise. And and once again, it's not it's not the fact of it being black people. It's the issue that black lives matter was raising. They're raising the issue. And there they had even created reform programs that like you can use in like the judicial system, criminal justice system, mm-hmm. and even in policing. Yeah, so yeah. it's like for me, when that came out, that really like, like you said, it let me know like, all right, here in America, we have a real issue. And this is what I want to ask you, Jay. Do you think it's more of a of a race thing? We say, because uh, we have the whole majority minority with race, right? So the right. our Caucasian brothers and sisters, they're the, quote unquote majority but would Mm. you say it is race driven in terms of them being the majority or would you say it is money driven in terms of the the industry that the criminal justice how how lucrative the prison system is the criminal justice system like how much money like is poured into just that industry alone Mm. like speak on that in terms of what your thoughts because i know that's a slightly different take when you think about it from that perspective to say, well, maybe it's not race driven. Maybe it is money driven Mm. because we know, like, I mean, that statistic in itself, one out of a thousand being killed so that you can, you can almost uh, double that statistic and say, well, more than likely when we talk about a black man going to prison, Mm. that's much, that's gotta be much higher. Yeah. Cause I'm, I don't know the stats specifically, but it, it's anywhere upwards of like 80% or so of yeah. the prisons are right. loaded with, you know, black or brown people. Right. But we only make up maybe like a quarter of um, 
you know, the quarter uh, of the population. Right. So it, it, it's something crazy like that. I yeah. know I'm not accurate. Uh, don't fact check me because I'm not sure, but it's somewhere kind of around there. Right. Um, but just kind of speak on that. Like, mm-hmm. do you think it's race driven or do you think like the money aspect of it has something to do with it? I think they're both kind of related. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's both kind of related. Ultimately, It, it's it's a thing that it seems as though the black community were not great at building wealth. We can get money and mm. have enough money to buy things, but as far as building wealth and building generational wealth, okay, that seems like it seems as though I'm not saying that it is. It seems as though that's an antiquated idea. Um, where whereas in comparison, when you talk about um our Jewish brothers and sisters, they're always talked about like, man, you know, they're the lawyers and they always setting up, you know, their family and everything like that. And mm-hmm. even I would even say some of our like Indian or like Middle Eastern people, like it's you know, they like set up their families for on in right. and on in on. Um, but it it seems as though it doesn't have it doesn't happen as frequently with within the black community. Um, and so, you know, I think, and of course there's a lot of s- systemic issues there, um, yeah, we talk about that, that, you know, we, you know, we can get into, um, but I think race definitely does play into it for a little bit. Um, but I think, I think money plays into it a little bit more. Um, cause still in the, still in the realm of black history, right when um martin luther king got killed or assassinated mm-hmm. killed assassinated same thing um he that's kind of where his um focus started going to it's like right. all right yeah we want equal rights but like we understand like the dollar moves stuff so right. we need to make sure we have money right um and in general when you just stop and think about um just the country mm-hmm. like you know, the, the the fact that, you know, we got these billionaires that don't pay taxes on anything. Right. Um, and then everybody else is paying the taxes and whatnot. And I'm not going to go into the, you know, the threat, the, the weeds from that. Mm-hmm. But just saying saying that to say, like, money is power and money moves a lot of things. Right. Um, and that's why a lot of things suck in this country, mm-hmm. because so many people just want the money. You know, the right. issues with big pharma the big issues with anything is because you know, a few people hold the money and have the money mm-hmm. so when we talk about the prisons and everything um and i know we got some friends that can speak on it way better than i can but mm-hmm. a lot of the prisons are privatized right and so you know of course it's it's a it's a business right it's that's what ultimately ends up being and that's what i'm that's what i'm getting at because i feel like that made it easier for them to come out with the all lives matter campaign and say, let's shut this Black Lives Matter campaign mm-hmm. down because this is messing with our money. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if you expose that issue and you say, oh, well, first of all, one out of a thousand of our black men, they're dying. And then we don't we don't know exactly what the statistic is right now, but we know that that number is higher for them to be in prison. The mm-hmm. likelihood of them, of our black men being in prison or arrested or charged or convicted. Right. Yeah. So my thing is, I feel like that's something that we have to pay more attention to is the business side of the prison system and how much money, like even, I mean, think about it. Judges, they not pinching for pennies. 
Not at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like these judges, these lawyers, like the prosecutors, all these people like that work in that field. It's a it's a lot of money in that. Yeah. So I think that's another aspect of it where when you're talking about these type of issues, you have to be aware of the business in which I don't think has been really talked about in depth. Not at all. From that perspective, because we're so upset and we recognize like the injustice that's taking place, but it's like, no, you got to look beyond just, you know, the emotional aspect, of course, the grief, the hurt, the pain, but look at how this, when we talk about the system, you know, Mm -hmm. how this stuff is set up. And I think that is a big part of why, you know, the pushback happened, you know, cause they're like, man, like, uh, y'all about to mess up a lot because <laughs> even when you like even when you like break it down and just think it very simply if if my business like say if i'm selling bread mm-hmm. I'm, I'm selling bread and i know that 80 percent of we'll make it real general just between men and women say you know i know 80 percent of men my business comes from them buying bread right and so now there's something that comes out that's gonna jeopardize that dollar for me mm-hmm. i'm gonna try to stop it right because if the bulk of my money is coming from these men that are buying bread right. and you come out with movement well go to salads mm-hmm. like no I'm, i don't want no salads i don't I'm want these men to continue to get this bread right so i can get this bread yeah, exactly <laughs> and so it for so when you're thinking about it like with the prisons it just kind of makes sense right um and maybe we're teetering on like conspiracy therapy but but um therapies um conspiracy theory theory. yeah theory but but just from a business standpoint it makes sense like why why like i need to stop something that's gonna hinder on uh, my bottom line Mm -hmm. so to our listeners we're curious we want to know your thoughts for those of you uh that are of the african-american race speak on what you feel like your experience has been pros and cons of living in America and the society and also speak on what black history month means to you. Give us your comments. Uh, if you got questions, shoot it to us. And also I'm curious as well, if you are not African American speak on what black history month means to you. And as well as some of the things you may have witnessed pros and cons where you really admired uh, African-American culture, black culture, um, or you've maybe you've witnessed injustice. Maybe you've witnessed some of these things that we've kind of alluded to um, happening in the, in America. And also, uh, lastly, before we take our break, speak on uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, tell us what your thoughts are on that. And uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back and talk about this idea of patriotism and where do we go from here as uh, the black community as a black race where do we go and uh, share a little bit with y'all hope y'all get educated on this black history alright thank y'all once again for listening uh, to the Man Listen Podcast um, of course we make it a point where every week we want to highlight um, the small business that you should be aware of and make sure that you support them for this week we want to re-highlight the businesses that we have already mentioned in our first three episodes just to remind you all of them and make sure that you still continually go out and support them. So once again, those businesses were Hush and Do by J.T. Harrison II, Adasa Darby and Roselle's Earrings, Andy Dooley and the Do Work brand, 
David Mumford, Smoky Sweet Soul. Relentless Faith Fitness by Yante Pearl. Elevate Marketing by CEO Noble C. Darby IV. So once again, all these businesses are great and wonderful. Please make sure you all check out all their websites and their social medias and make sure that you will support them. Earlier in the show, we talked about uh, what Black History Month means to us, uh, the pros and cons of being black in America. Yeah. And we even shared some of our own uh, experiences of living, growing up black, living in America. So um, I know earlier, just a second ago, we we started to get into the whole Black Lives Matter thing. And I think we should go a little bit deeper, but we kind of want to take a slightly different angle here Mm -hmm. with this segment and talk about this idea of patriotism and uh using Kaepernick the whole Kaepernick situation as kind of our basis uh, I think a lot of hype was created around the situation a lot of people didn't realize even why he was kneeling in the first place for sure so Jay let's talk about this uh with this idea of patriotism kind of talk about you know let's clear up the whole thing with Kaepernick and why he was kneeling mm-hmm. uh, and, and we'll go from there So, of course, um, and hopefully this is common knowledge, but just in case it's not, Kaepernick was kneeling to protest the social injustices that were happening uh, primarily against people of color uh, when it comes to police brutality uh, more uh, specifically. And so that's why he was kneeling to protest that. Mm -hmm. A lot of the uproar came because it came across that he was protesting uh, veterans and the military mm-hmm. um, because just in the NFL game when the national anthem is sang and when it uh, happens it's more dedicated towards the military right um, and so that's kind of where a lot of the outrage came so then using that as a launching pad uh, like John said looking at Kaepernick and just the outroar that people had of him like oh he's disrespecting our flag and everything yada 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 like this we want to break down and talk about this whole idea of patriotism because that's the big thing that it seemed like the quote unquote patriots of the country were the ones that are really up in arms about him right. kneeling for the anthem. So let's start with a clean slate sort of, uh, and, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and let's really, let's get a working definition of patriotism, which John's going to share with us. Okay. So the word patriotism means to the quality of being patriotic or devotion to and vigorous support for one's country. So I think that's the highlight right there. I'll repeat it. Devotion to and vigorous support for one's country. Devotion to and vigorous support yeah. of one's country. So you're passionate about your country. For sure. Yeah. Passionate about it. And you're vigorously devoted. support it. You're devoted. Anything that's loyal. about America, you're about. So you're loyal and passionate about your country. Absolutely. Okay. So with that, we then pose the question, um, what then really makes a patriot or like what kind of patriot are you? If you are, if you would call yourself a patriot. So, John, would you call yourself a patriot? I wouldn't. Why? Because I feel like right now the the narrative that's been created based upon the police brutality and based upon this whole divide with race that mm-hmm. like is clear, right? You have people who are in support. They're, they're loyal and 
passionate about America, mm-hmm. but they have turned their face to the realities of what's actually going on in America. In, in, in America. Yeah. So you have that one aspect of it, but then on the flip of that, you have what is considered to be the American dream, mm-hmm. which I believe people who come here that may not be from America, they are vigorously and, and devoted, yeah. you know, to that ideal, but that's mm-hmm. not the reality. Gotcha. So for me being born and raised in America, being African American and seeing the realities of the flaws that this, this country has, Mm. I can't say that I'm in full support of that. And that's where I get stuck. And I feel like even that was my issue with the whole Kaepernick thing is that it was like he was being put on the stand and he's being investigated for what his intent and his motive is. Right. And Mm -hmm. some people didn't even care. They They didn't even care. It was just the fact that he was protesting during what would be considered a patriotic, um, a patriotic symbol. This is like yeah. a tradition, right? This yeah, is something absolutely. that, you know, don't nobody kneel when you, you know, sing the national anthem. Who do that? It was like that yeah. type of thing. Show respect for the flag. Exactly. Mm. So it's like for him to kneel in that moment, it's like, is he not within his full right as an American? Is he, is he, is he not still a patriot? Because he's saying, listen, I see the flaws that are mm. apparent in this country. And that's where I take issue. So I don't know, based upon that outlook and perspective, if I were to say that, mm. people would be like, consider me a, a patriot. I feel what that. about you? I think I would consider myself a patriot. Okay. Um, because I'm devoted to what America was built upon. Um, actually, I'm just going to read right quick the preamble to our Constitution that says, We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, Establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. So with all that, this constitution, our constitution was so that we can form a more perfect union uh, to make sure that justice is cool that we have peace among the land, uh, that we're, we can defend ourselves, that everybody is cool and okay, that basically we take care of all of ourselves so that all of us are free um, and can make a living and live and leave um, inheritances, posterity. Okay, so here's the question then. What is that geared towards? Because there's a divide. You have, you have that ideal mm-hmm. when it says everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. But we know it's not, that's not really the case. So like what's really going on is the way American history is played out. That only applies to certain people. Oh, absolutely. Cause I mean, like, like let's not get it twisted. When the constitution was written, it was mainly geared towards white men. Oh, right. even, even more so white men who own land. Right. That was more what it was geared towards. But if we're going to say we, the people of the United States, well, I'm in the United States, born and raised here. Uh, so are a lot of other people. So this should apply to us. And so I'm vigorously um, and devoted to that ideal that, hey, we can all win together. We all belong here and we all want 
the best and um you know like the constitution like the constitution says uh to be able you know to have life liberty and the pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. um that's what i'm devoted to now is it actually happening no but that's even more so why i'm in more support of uh kaepernick and i would call him a patriot more than the ones that were against him because anything that you love and that you're devoted to you're gonna challenge you know, you're, you're gonna, okay. You're, you're gonna, um, just make sure that they're living up to the standards. Like for me, if, if I, if I was looking all kind of crazy walking out the house, if, and if my wife saw it, she's going to hold me accountable because she's right. vigorously, uh, devoted to me and me being her husband. Right. Uh, and if I'm not holding myself to the standard that she knows me to uh, follow by, mm-hmm. she's going to check me on it. So thus, in the same way, Kaepernick is checking America like, hey, if these are the values and these are um, the ideals that you say everybody, we the people of the United States should have, we're not doing that right now. You, you America, need to look at yourself mm-hmm. and we need to correct this. And I'm asking you to correct it because I love being in this country. I got you. So that that's kind of my stance on why I would say one Kaepernick's more of a patriot than the ones that were all up in arms about it um, and why I would consider myself more of a patriot because anything that I love and really uh, believe in I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to what you say you're gonna right, do right and I agree with that I guess my issue comes with the people that it's like they they got away with being able to express their anger towards him but they were never questioned because they look at themselves as being patriotic by saying, by challenging him on challenging the ideals, like what's happening in America versus the ideal of the American dream. Yeah. So that's my issue is like, okay, that then makes me wonder what is, what is considered a patriot in today's day and age? Because Mm -hmm. if y'all are speaking out against this and all he's doing is expressing his right, his lawful right as an American citizen to kneel, then it's like, okay, what y'all are saying to me is that a patriot, you're you're in full support, you're devoted to, and you're in full support of what is actually happening in this country. Not just the ideal, yeah. but the actions and the behavior and the trends, the patterns that we're seeing. And that, to me, is what we need to address. Those sure. individuals that speak out and saying, that, oh, well, if you don't you know, salute and pledge to the flag and you kneeling, then it's a problem. And mm. it's like, y'all haven't even taken the time to, you know, really understand where he's coming from in his mm. American right. Like, this right. is a lawful right. So I guess that's where I'm like. And and then uh, for me, and I completely agree with everything mm-hmm. you said, but then that's why I would call those people not patriots because, you know, because you're just, you know, you're just wrong. Like if, <laughs> like if like like if you're really a patriot and you really you know believe in what this country is and mm-hmm. what's available and everything then whether you agree or not you should say hey even though i'm not too fond of that he is expressing his first amendment right of a freedom of speech even though he's not of course actually saying something well it's freedom of speech um freedom of the press and like right. freedom of like protests something right. like that right so he's expressing his right to protest something uh, to something that, hey, I believe in you. You can be better. I'm challenging you to be better. And so for them to be not in support of that, then you're not a patriot. 
then you're you're not in support of America. And America was, you know, built on, hey, we want to establish a, a, per, a more perfect union. Right. To establish justice, to make sure that we're all good here, you know, freedom of liberty. Mm-hmm. That's what we're built upon. And if you're against that, then I dare say you're you're against America gotcha. and you're you're not really a patriot. You're just flaunting. You just like to wave the flag. You just like to scream America and do America type things. But when it's actually time to be America. Nah, you, you're not really on it. I think it's just the way I look at it. It's like it's just a huge. It's just a huge element of hypocrisy. Absolutely. Because and that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like y'all, it's just y'all wrote this, but when it comes down to it actually being like played out and you carrying out what these laws and what these rights actually mean for every American citizen, y'all play, y'all play favorites. You, you're, you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. and that's my issue is that I feel like when we talk about the whole Black Lives Matter movement and we talk about even this whole ideal of, being a patriot, it's like y'all got away with a whole lot that yeah. that was never really addressed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, to our listeners, we want to put it out there. You tell us what it means to be to you, what it means to be a patriot. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel like is the criteria for a patriot? Because they're like two kind of sto- narratives going on right yeah. now. Yeah. And then you know, let us know if you are a patriot because I know there are a lot of people. I feel like. A lot of people, especially now, you know, with the military and certain things that are taking place over the last 10, 15 years with the different, you know, wars we've been in, mm. like there, that's a sensitive subject for people that, you know, have military family or are in the military themselves. Absolutely. So like, of course we don't, we're not like disrespecting veterans or anyone that's in, in the military. Like right. we know people that have served. So it's like, that's mm. not the case. But what we're saying is, like in terms of your American rights as, mm-hmm. as a, you know, a citizen, a lawful citizen here, it's like this whole idea of patriotism has seen to take on a whole new meaning. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to get to the bottom of by dialoguing about this. So let us know your thoughts Please. in that regard. Do you about to say something? Nah. Okay. Nah, I wasn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really, so, so, I so that being said, um, of course, we can sit here and talk about this stuff all day. Uh, but, Jay, I kind of want to get your thoughts on understanding, like, some of the issues that we face dealing with race, uh, systematic oppression, mm-hmm. uh, system systematic injustice, like, when you talk about the, the criminal justice system and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to talk about where do we go from here. So. We're celebrating Black History Month. We've addressed some of the issues, some of the realities that we have to deal with being a a minority in this country. So give your thoughts and share some things that you feel are some practical or just valuable things to keep in mind as we move forward so we can get better. For sure. We... I think the one big thing that uh, the black community uh, specifically we need to get back to um, is a sense of community. Mm. Um, I I think, you know, when when there was a big struggle like Mm -hmm. civil rights and everything Mm -hmm. happened, um, it it just appears as though. And of course, I wasn't alive during that time, but Mm -hmm. it just appears as though 
like we're all like we're all aiming for the same thing right um and that even you know even like a few years back like um you know you just knew your neighbors more and it, it was just right. more of a sense of community mm-hmm. nowadays it just kind of feels like hey you go do your thing yeah i'm not gonna be in your business yeah you don't be in mine every man for um, himself and just yeah <laughs> and god for us all right, right. <laughs> and so i think we just need to get back to that um sense of community that we're lifting all of us up mm. um because because it starts at home mm-hmm. um and you know we we just let's just stop there it, it just needs to um you know, be with community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we just need to arm ourselves with knowledge once again, like more knowledge, just knowledge of, hey, from what I see right now, like right. like maybe you're in the hood mm-hmm. um, or in the projects or whatnot, just getting that knowledge and that exposure right. that this isn't all that there is, that there is more right. out there for me that I don't Absolutely. have to, you know, I don't have to sling or, you Absolutely. know, you know, um, you know, hit the dime bag, or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not, that doesn't have to be my story right. and giving the exposure to show, Hey, here's how this is. This is how this won't be your story. Right. Like you can right. go to college, right. you can uh, get a trade and everything. Right. Um, just so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Just let, um, you know, people know mm-hmm. you have options. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stay that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely have to get better um, with that. And last thing I'll say, definitely with money. I think we just need to get better with money. I actually saw a tweet and I, please forgive me that I, I don't uh, remember who tweeted it, but I know it was retweeted by the professional plug. Okay. Um, and this guy tweeted that 8% of black families leave wealth or leave inheritance, uh, like for their children or leave inheritance for their families. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Only 8% do that. So, so we really need to get back, you know, to leaving something, not just Mm -hmm. working for ours and getting what's now, what's fast and everything, but leaving generational wealth to where, my grandchildren's children don't have to worry about nothing because mm-hmm. man, you know, great granddad, he did his thing. Mm-hmm. We're kind of set. Right. Um, just thinking far out in advance mm-hmm. like that. And what's crazy that you can get so entrenched with uh, what's going on now mm-hmm. um, and kind of become a, a victim of the moment right. where, um, you know, you can't, it's hard to think down the line as far as how this decision now is going to affect me down the line. Right. But we have to, get back to that place of like, mm-hmm. don't just think of about now. How will this impact you years on end? Right. Um, because even like with money, even when you think about it with the stock market, like mm-hmm. you invest a little bit now right. and that pays dividends way down the road. Exactly. Even learning like what those terms are, mm-hmm. mutual funds, stocks, bonds, money market accounts, right. like being financially literate right. in those things. I think that's a great way that, we move forward because the Absolutely. the more armed of knowledge we are, mm-hmm. the more together we are, um, and just the more exposure we have. Right. Um, that's our best way to fight against these systems that are already against us. Right. That's what I would say. Well said. Well said. I agree with everything you said. Uh, to add on to that, I would just say, because I don't, I don't repeat the stuff you said, but right, right. <laughs> uh, just to go along with that organization, I think we have, there has to be, better structure mm-hmm. when you talk about the the black community i think there has to be better structure with the way we communicate certain messages so you yeah. like you know 
Black Lives Matter was impactful because there was order to it. There was structure behind it. Yeah. It wasn't just us screaming out loud and, and just protesting, like, and just expressing our emotions. It's like, we know that that will only take us so far. So there right, has right. to be more time devoted to, okay, we have to be strategic with how we do this. We have to be sure. on the same page. And I think the intent behind certain things we've done has been right, but it's just all about having that structure. So that way, when you're talking about fighting a system, you can't fight a system just with emotion. You know what I'm saying? Like For just because sure. you mad or you see the injustice there, that's not going to solve anything. So mm-hmm. I would start there with whatever we do, we have to be organized. We have to be, yeah. have that structure. Uh, secondly, I would say we have to get out of this victim mentality. I know you and I have talked about that For within sure. the, uh, the community in terms of our overall mindset and this overall narrative that it's like, whoa, it's me. You know, uh, we, we coming up the rough side of the mountain. It's like, we have to get out of that mentality mm-hmm. and take on the, a new mentality where we understand that, listen, we, history has shown we are a resilient people. We yeah. are a people that know how to endure. We are strong. We are creative. We push culture. We invent things, right? Yeah. But it's having that same mentality and understanding that with that same mindset, like you said, we can create a wealth. We can mm-hmm. create change that mm-hmm. will create a better American society that will create a better world uh, for ourselves, for the generations that are coming after us, yeah. and to create that real equality. When we talk about you know, the American dream that I believe that is possible when you have the right mindset. Absolutely. So I think in our Absolutely. communities, you see a lot of that where guys will take on, they'll use that kind of as an excuse. Well, you know, they didn't oppressed us and blah, blah, blah for years. And it's like, that wasn't necessarily our experience. Mm-hmm. And to the, to the person that's out there, like, how do you do that? Right. Cause I think that's the bigger question. Well, you True. know, if I'm supposed to move forward, well, how I'm supposed to do that? It's like, well, take that same energy that's making you feel hopeless and let it motivate you to do something that's a legal hustle. I mean, like, Stop picking illegal hustles and pick something that is legal Mm -hmm. where you ain't got to worry about the cops, you know, trying to hunt you down or you getting a felony or getting a warrant on your record. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. Like, I think we ought to take that same the stuff that is we we feel like is pushing us down and allow it to motivate us Mm -hmm. to push forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is teaching, like sharing information with other people. That's big. Like. I think when I look at the older generations, like they were intentional about sharing information, whether it was about your, like the generations that came before you in your family line or just in general knowledge that was going to help you be able to move forward. And to your point, you were talking about the community aspect earlier, like dialogue is a big thing. So just passing on information, passing on information about opportunities available, passing on information about things coming down the pipeline is hey, this is something you need to be aware of. Like, that's all important. So I think just being willing to get out of yourself and share information with someone that you see may be struggling, see that, you know, hey, this person has potential, but they just need the information. They just need somebody to talk to them, like yeah. be willing to have a simple conversation with, you know, um, your your fellow you know black people like Absolutely. you know that's that's a big thing so i would say that like you know don't be selfish teach you know share information 
with other people, you know, because mm-hmm. that's that's a part of, you know, pushing the culture forward and empowering people, enabling people to to achieve that American dream. So for sure. And and just one very, very last thing, just right quick. Go to the ballots and vote. Go Absolutely. to the ballots and vote. Absolutely. Go to the ballots <laughs> and vote. Mm-hmm. Like y'all, like this lie that you tell yourself. Well, man, my little vote don't matter. If and I saw, I saw somebody post this on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if your vote didn't matter, then why are you trying so? Why are they trying so hard to stop you from voting? Right. So your vote does matter, and right. we've shown it when uh, when black people when we show up to vote, mm-hmm. we literally change the country. Mm-hmm. A big part of President Obama, the reason that he was in office, mm-hmm. because we showed up to vote. Right. Of course, I get a lot of people voted for him because he was black, but you know we can address that later. But <laughs> just saying all that to say, go to the ballot and vote. And mm-hmm. it's not just for presidency. It's for those House of Representative seats. It's for those mm-hmm. senator seats mm-hmm. uh, because things have to pass through them first mm-hmm. before they even become anything. So we got to make sure that we have the right people on all seats Mm -hmm. of government your vote counts your Mm -hmm. vote matters Mm -hmm. and in the in the uh, spirit of black history people not figuratively literally died that we can have a voice and for us not to take advantage of that um really disrespects absolutely um what what everybody what all of our previous ancestors went through right um and we we just we can't do that Mm y'all like plain and simple exactly go to the ballot Mm -hmm. and vote it matters you can make a difference well once again we encourage you all take time to celebrate your roots your heritage your culture in black history month we still got well it's the end of the week, but mm-hmm. y'all listen to this, but take time to talk to your family and friends and your, your uh, loved ones, ancestors about, you know, black history mm-hmm. for sure. And both black and white and other races because black history is U.S. history because I would almost even argue black history shouldn't be a thing. It, it shouldn't be a month like we shouldn't have to focus on it because it should just be embedded in our school systems and just taught in our schools fully, utterly, and completely. So, but it's good that we have it because it's not there. The system. But it, it shouldn't have to exist. But anyway. The system. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Man Listen Podcast where we talk about everything except your mama. Except your mama. <laughs> See y'all next time. Yes, sir. John Winfrey and Jason Dante We got a few things on our mind A few things that we want to say We ain't here to start the drama But we will talk about everything except for your mama So sit back and relax and enjoy to the max While we talk about real life with a few laughs I know you feel the heat and yeah you feel the beat So go ahead and plug into this TMLP Yeah we're good for you, get your nutrition Yeah you're listening to Man Listen yeah, we're good for you. Get your nutrition. Yeah, yeah you're listening to. Man, listen.